Show. Come on. Uncle Devin's Show. This is the Uncle Devin's Show. Come on. Uncle Devin's Show. Do you want to have some fun? Yeah, yeah. You want to learn something too? Yes, we do. That's right. Happy, happy, happy Monday to everyone. This is Uncle Devin. And welcome to another wonderful edition of the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL, 1450 AM. And you, for those watching and listening to us live on the WOLDC News app and also checking us out on Facebook, uh, we are looking, looking forward to having you all here. It's gonna, we have a wonderful day, and actually, we're going to be working our engineering there. I see Alonzo's got the phone going and all that because we're going to go straight to the phone calls in just a moment. But let me just say that today's show is brought to you by I Am We Nation, the first 24-7 online children's music radio station with the Urban Twist. Uh, we play music beyond those. The uh, Typical children's music only plays a certain genre, but we play music from all around the world. So you're going to hear hip-hop, go-go, jazz, reggae, you name it, all on IamWeNation.com. That's IamWeNation.com. If you want to join our conversation, uh, you can do so today by calling in at 1-800-450-7876. That's 1-800-450-7876. And right now, um, I'm going to get right into this because, we, like I said, we got a full slate today. Later on um, this, uh, in the second half of our show, we're going to be interviewing two wonderful people. Um, I met um, Brother Donald, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, um, Dwight Howard, um, uh, I guess a couple of months ago. Uh, he, too, is a children's book author. And we're going to talk about uh, the adventures of Titus and Cyrus. Ask me about rhinoplasty. <laughs> it's a beautiful title. And so we're going to talk to him about that. But his wife also is here in studio with me. And you may remember her. They made uh, almost worldwide acclaim with uh, the furlough cheesecake. Uh, when uh, the government shut down, they didn't sit sit down. They went and took action on their own hands, and they came and they have now the, the furlough cheesecake. We got some cheesecake actually in studio, and also um, you may also remember that they became famous by being on the Ellen Show uh, a little while ago. So uh, stay tuned. About twelve thirty, they're going to be uh, interviewed. Uh, and right now, before I get to my other main guest, uh, I want to bring in uh, a young lady whose uh, her family is very near and dear to me. Um, and uh, she's calling from up in Baltimore, but she's originally from the Portsmouth, Virginia area. Alana Glover, she's a third-year University of Baltimore School, uh, School of Law student, and she's recently been recognized as one of the top 10 female law students in the country by a nonprofit uh, MSJD. And then she has a very important symposium that uh, she and the school is uh, promoting this weekend. And so I wanted to just have her to come on. And first of all, Alana, welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much to um, have me here. I'm definitely excited to talk to everyone today. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And for those that are UMBC alum that went to school with me, she is also the daughter of of uh, Paula, uh, I was going to say Paula Glover, which is a married name, but Paula Meadows at the time. And you remember the, the, all the wonderful work, the social action work that we did on, on campus. So, Lana, real quick, I only have a few minutes, but you have a symposium uh, coming up uh, this uh, this weekend in Baltimore. What What is the title of it and where will it be taking place? 
Yeah, so the um, title of the symposium will be 400 Years Slavery and the Criminal Justice System. Um, it will actually be taking place at the University of Baltimore School of Law, um, the John and Francis Angelos Law Center. It's right down the street from Penn Station, um, easy to get to um, a block away. That's also on North Charles Street, and it'll be taking place on Friday, November 15th from 2.30 to 6.30 p.m., and then on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay, and what can people expect when they come there? Well, people can expect um, scholars and academics from all over the country. Um, right now we have over 20 scholars and academics. We have people coming from Louisiana. We have people flying in from France. And we also have very special representatives from the Prince George's County State's Attorney's Office, the Innocence Project Clinic, and also the Baltimore City State's Attorney's Office. So they can expect to see people really talking about slavery and the Constitution and really addressing issues of mass incarceration. Also, food will be provided um, throughout the day so they can expect to be fed as well. Okay, wonderful. And uh, this is sponsored by the the campus, but you're with the, the, uh, I guess you're with the newspaper there. Is that correct? The the law paper, is that what it is? Yeah, so we're with the um, student-led academic journal. So it's sponsored by the University of Baltimore Law Review, which I am the symposium editor of the editorial board. And it's also um, sponsored by the Black Law Students Association and the Criminal Law Students Association as well. Okay, real quick again, give the uh, the title and, and the location of the event. Yes. Yeah, so again, the title of the symposium is 400 Years Slavery and the Criminal Justice System. It's going to be at the University of Baltimore School of Law, the John and Francis Angelos Law Center, um, from 2.30 to 6.30 on Friday and from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Okay, and if someone wants to reach you all, is there a website or a, a way for them to, to contact you? Yeah, so we are, um, it's free for everyone to attend. We are asking people to RSVP, and it also has all of the contact information. They can go to law.ufault.edu. Um, and that's just spelled out as it sounds, and all the information will be provided on that website. State that again, law at what? What was that again? It's going to be law, L-A-W dot U-B-A-L-T U-B-A-L-T dot E-D-U. Okay, for University of Baltimore. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, Alana, I, I wish I had more time to share with you, but let me just say I'm so proud of you um, and continuing the legacy of your of your wonderful mother and father and also uh, the, the legacy of our community. So wish you much success, and let's make sure, and you know, hopefully we can make sure we can get a lot of people to come up and support that event. Yes, thank you so much, and we hope we can see as many of you out there um, as possible. Sounds great. Thank you very much. That was uh, Lana Glover, third-year University of Baltimore School of Law student, and uh, they have the symposium coming up. Uh, Please support them as well. So uh, I want to now go to um, and talk to my next guest, and it it actually translates directly to what my whole purpose of my show is. The Uncle Devin Show is um, here on Radio 1, helps parents, teachers, and guardians understand the importance that music and art plays in a child's development and what you can do to take back control of your children's music listening experience. And my next guest uh, is a phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, what we call a clarinetist. And I love the way he, he, he played on that term in a minute. You'll see, you'll see why in just a moment, a saxophonist, uh, a multi Grammy award winning artist, um, calling in, he's he's on the on on the Uncle Devin phone lines today. The one and only Oren Ecton. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, it is honor. It's really an honor to have you on the air. Where, where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from New York. Okay, so you're up in New York, yes. And mm-hmm. and so yep. I, I want to congratulate you first on a wonderful CD that you have um, that, that that just came out earlier. Well, really, this this year is it is it available now for sale, or or will it be made available shortly? Yep, it's already out for sale. Okay, I thought uh, so. Online, and and we'll have it also at our show in DC. Um, next weekend as well okay so and we want to talk about forward. we want to talk about your show in fact um this name of the cd is timbalulu did i did i get that correct well timbalulu is the kind of umbrella for my whole uh all my work with children oh oh so okay albums concerts music classes all that is under the umbrella of timbalulu okay timbalulu okay i like that is there mm-hmm. a certain is that a word you created or is there some significance behind that that title yeah, actually, it was in, uh, invented by a three-year-old. Oh, okay, uh, the real part three-year-old. Part of the whole idea behind this, this method that I created uh, is that all the instruments come to life and become characters, mm-hmm. and they speak through their music. So the idea is that the children conceive of music as making their instruments talk. Oh. And this three-year-old, uh, he went home and he pretended that he was uh, the teacher, and he <laughs> sat his mom and, and baby brother down and taught them a 20-minute-long music class. Wow. And he he brought out this this imaginary instrument, and his mom said, oh, what, what instrument is that? He said, this is the Timbalulu. I love it. So she, she emailed it. me that, and I thought that kind of captured why we're doing what we're doing, you know? So so uh, we named the whole program Timbalulu. But, you know, every single instrument in the history of the world started from someone's idea. So the child hasn't mm-hmm. done anything different than what everyone else has done. And we gave it a name exactly. just based on what we felt it should be called. Exactly. Um, you know, you think yeah. about it, the 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 shaker ray from West Africa. Well, mm-hmm. why do they call it a shaker ray? I don't know if that word means anything, but you shake it. So it's a shaker ray. Mm-hmm. It's just a simple, you know, the talking yeah. drum has those types of uh, emphasis. So, and I'm a drummer, so don't mind me if I use all these percussion mm-hmm. references. Yeah, but let's, let's, she, she, all these instruments that. It makes the sound. Shigere, shigere, shigere. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. speaking of that, and speaking about these instruments from around the world, now your CD is entitled Finding Friends Far From Home, A Journey with Clara Net. <laughs> Describe that for, exactly. the, for the audience. Yeah, so my, friend, uh, my friend's name is Clara, and her last name happens to be Net. <laughs> and uh, she is an instrument. Her, she is a clarinet. Um, and she speaks, and she accompanies. She, she's a, she accompanies me throughout the world whenever I tour, um, and I get to meet a lot of uh, wonderful people as I tour. And she meets a lot of instrument friends as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, when, when I perform when, with different musicians around the world, I really think of the instruments as talking. That's, That's right. honestly how I conceive of music. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we're just the interpreters. You know? Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wanted the kids to kind of, uh, you know, understand music in this way, that it's not I have to play a B-flat because that's what's on the page. Right. It's that I have to listen to my friends and then interact with them and mm-hmm. and make the instruments talk and make the instruments come alive. Right. Wow, that's great. So talk a little bit about your CD. Now, you say, you know, finding friends far. and I mean, what what is the what, what type of music can people expect to hear on, off your CD? So um, the CD was actually recorded and filmed also throughout the world mm-hmm. uh, as I toured. So I went to Zimbabwe, Czech Republic, Turkey, China, and worked with traditional musicians in each of these countries. Wow. Um, so it's really a collaboration between Clara, or my clarinet, 
and myself with the background that I have, uh, you know, I grew up playing jazz um, and uh, worked a lot with West African musicians. You know, my whole background as a musician myself, coming humbly and, and respectfully to these other musicians and creating something new together. Mm. So there's a lot of traditional music from uh, these different countries where I was mm-hmm. and uh, and letting them shine and as well as letting Clara shine and uh, and really a process of listening to each other and, and creating friendship on a, on a very respectful and, and, and uh, joyful and, and equal level. Wow. So, so how many instruments do you play? Well, when I, when I perform and tour, I, I, I play saxophone, clarinet, and bass clarinet. Okay. But I also love to play piano, percussion, guitar, mm-hmm. a lot of different instruments like that as well. Now you said growing up you listened to a lot of jazz. What 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 is mm-hmm. your um your musical background and experience growing up? Well, um, originally I'm from Israel. I was born in Israel. Mm-hmm. When I was four, I moved to the U.S. Um, grew up in Boston, and when I was nine, I heard Louis Armstrong uh, recording for the first time. Mm-hmm. And basically, from the age of nine to fourteen, all I listened to was Louis Armstrong. <laughs> And musicians of New Orleans. Yeah. My my parents took me down to New Orleans, and uh, a great tuba player down there named Tuba Fat, uh-huh. who was one of the the creators of the Rebirth Brass Band. Yes, he kind of took me under my wing a little bit, and would bring me to play with him at, at gigs. And my mom became really close with him and his his wife, and um, that was kind of the first mentorship, uh, you know, experiences. Then uh, Danilo Perez, uh-huh. a great pianist uh, was uh, lived down the street from me in Boston and he kind of mentored me informally as well mm-hmm. um, George Garzon and Yusef wow. Latif great saxophonist uh, kind of showed me the way um, in this tradition of uh, uh, you know that a lot of people use the word jazz to, to refer to this this tradition of, uh, of, of music mm-hmm. uh, and uh yeah. And then I, you know, I grew up playing that and uh, and that kind of music and and this kind of lineage of musicians that have been passing the music down uh, from generation to generation. Absolutely. And I started also working a lot with West African musicians, and that became a big influence on my music. Okay. And uh, also kind of dug deeper into my own roots in uh, Jewish music okay. and klezmer music, uh, where the clarinet's a big yes. instrument as well. Well, you know what? Um, we want to take a quick pause uh, and when we come back uh, I know you have a show coming up here in the Washington D.C. area and we want to mm-hmm. make sure the audience knows about that and then we want to uh, talk a little bit more about your, you know, the types of the songs on your or the, even the titles on your on your CD um, you're, you're listening to the Uncle Devin show uh, here on WOL 1450 AM don't you go anywhere we'll be right back Welcome back to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL, 1450 AM, uh, part of the Radio One Network. And you know, this is the first show uh, in Radio One's history that has ever focused specifically on the importance that music plays in a child's development. Uh, And part of my goal and quest is to elevate the whole 
aspect of children's music by doing what we're doing here, uh, interviewing wonderful artists such as um, our guest today on uh, by telephone uh, from New York, Orrin Ect- Ecton. Uh, he is a, a multi-Grammy award winner. Now, what did you win your Grammys in, Orrin? Uh, well, so I always like to to, to mention that it's, that it's not just me that won the Grammy. It's the the whole project as a whole. Okay, absolutely. Um, what was that project? And uh, so there was a um, a benefit album mm-hmm. for against bullying called All About Bullies, Big and Small, mm. um, and a, a, a bunch of uh, us musicians came together and and each donated our tracks uh, and made this compilation album and. Uh, all the proceeds went to organizations that work against bullying. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. And, yep. Okay. So before we go any further, if someone wants to contact you, um, book you, purchase your music, and including the CD that you just mentioned, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, They can do, they can contact me on the Facebook page or Ron Etkin Facebook page. So O-R-A-N-E-T-K-I-N. There's a artist page and also a Timbalulu Facebook page, or also on Instagram as well, uh, Oran Etkin, and also Timbalulu, two separate Facebook and Timbalulu is spelled T-I-M-B-A-L-O-O-L-O-O. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, Timbalulu. I love that name. Wow. That is great. That is a great name yeah. for for an instrument, yeah. and I and I love it. Came from one of our geniuses of, of children. So, um, so let's exactly. talk. Let's talk a little bit about now. You're going to be in the Washington D.C. area coming up on no on Saturday, November sixteenth. Uh, where you where you going to be at? We're playing at Jam and Java in mm-hmm. Vienna, Virginia. Okay. Um, so we're going to be doing a, a show for families there uh, on this coming Saturday mm-hmm. at ten thirty a.m. Okay, and I think the general admission is twelve to fifteen dollars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and Jam and Java for those who are not familiar is one of the premier areas where artists from around the world come to um, play. Uh, it's actually a, you know it's an adult club at night, but on Saturdays they do and throughout the week they do wonderful children's um, entertainment and children's music. In fact, I'm gonna have to get them on uh, to come to the studio and be on air because they've I've played there plenty of times. But um, but I love to hear people like yourself being able to come in. Um, and to be able to play now, what's do you, what's your show consist of? Will you be doing a solo show, or do you have a band? Yeah, um, for this show, I'm bringing in a trio. Okay. Uh, with uh, well, first of all, I'm going to bring my friend Clara. <laughs> okay, Clara, that's uh, right. To play with us, Clara. Net. I love that. Her, yep, <laughs> and her mother is Big Mama Tuba. <laughs> so on the tuba, we have uh, the great Brent Gossett oh, okay. uh, playing tuba who a lot of D.C. residents might know from the DuPont Brass Band. Okay. Um, and uh, then we have Lucas Ashby, who's going to join us on percussion and vocals as well. Okay, absolutely. Now, I hope my friend um, um, Mayfield is listening. He was one of the top tuba players in Mississippi growing up, and he's just now, uh, I think he's in the process of getting a sousaphone now so he can get back in it. So. So Mayfield, if you're listening, you got to go out there on um, on Saturday and check them out because I know it's going to be phenomenal um, out there. So, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about some songs on on your CD. I I, I loved a couple of different songs that I listened to. In fact, I've um, uploaded uh, quite a few of them on imwenation.com, where people mm. can go and listen to. Uh, the best in children's music, twenty four seven with a, with with an urban twist. But you had some, like you said, music from from around the world. Talk specifically about the one song you did in Zimbabwe. Yeah, 
So um, when I arrived to Zimbabwe, uh, basically I, I had I was invited to perform in Zimbabwe, but I I had some time off between my shows in France and in Zimbabwe, and mm-hmm. instead of just coming back to the U.S. in between, I decided to go and and spend some time in there. Okay. And a friend of mine who's been going to Zimbabwe since the 90s uh, connected me with a family called the Chigambas. Okay. And uh, they're a traditional Mbira family, which means they are responsible for keeping this this history of the, the Mbira, which is the thumb piano. Right, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a spiritual music. So uh, the night after I got there, there was an all-night ceremony, 14 hours long. Right. From... Eight, from 6 p.m. till 8 in the morning, all night long, playing music and calling forth the spirits and the ancestors and uh, and having them come through the music and possess people's bodies, actually. Wow. Um, and so the so one song that I learned in that, around 11 hours into the, into the ceremony, they said, why don't you bring your horn out? And they started teaching me all the lines for mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. And one song on that, uh, from that is Kariga Mombe. Okay. Which is the first uh, song from Zimbabwe that you hear on the album? Yes. Um, is that is then, that the one where you and also there's a there's a, a female singer that's singing with you on that mm-hmm, one? Yep. Yes. Oh, I love exactly. that song. Irene, yep. uh, up tempo. Yeah. Oh, that is great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then uh, the other Zimbabwe song um, is uh, a song that I learned. So after I stayed a little bit with the Chigama family, I went to Musakiwa, and he is another uh, Gwenambira, which is the master Mbira players. Okay. Um, he he came to that same ceremony. At that ceremony, there were beer players from the whole region came in, mm-hmm. and so I, then I moved to stay with him at his house with his family. And one morning, I woke up early in the morning. Uh, you know, I was jet lagged, and uh, he was still sleeping, but his kids were up playing. Mm-hmm. And I asked them to teach me, you know, a song that they love. Wow. And they started teaching me this song Kutapira, which is about a pumpkin. Right. So sweet, and so Kutapira means sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they taught me how to play this song and stuff before he was wake, awake. I gave one of the kids my, my phone, mm-hmm. and they started filming this whole moment when they were teaching me the song, wow. and we ended up making a, a music video out of it that shows the moment when, I'm, when they're teaching me the song in, in his backyard, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that, you know, then how we put the whole song together uh, with a choir from the College of Music there in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and everything. Okay, wow. So, well, you know, yeah. and you um, you mentioned the children that were um, videotaping. Now, you do work in schools as well. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Talk a little yep. bit about that. So, um, so Timbalulu is a, a whole method that I created, mm-hmm. uh, which is an approach to teaching children from infancy up through early elementary school. Okay. And we've trained teachers in that method. Uh, I have an organization in New York where uh, that I run that sends those teachers out into schools mm-hmm. uh, and various community programs throughout New York. Mm-hmm. And we're working on a, on a way now to license that method out for others to use. Okay. Um, the first place that we have done that is actually in Czech Republic. Um, we got a, a grant uh, to, to work, to teach, to train some musicians there uh, and have them go out into the public schools in Czech Republic mm-hmm. and work uh, you know, do a, a 12-week pilot program there uh, teaching Timbalulu as well. Oh, okay. So wow. We do a lot of work here in New York, and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the first uh, outing beyond New York has been that Czech Republic experience. 
So how much um, of your art form do you find that you focus on children or do you also still do um, adult style music, jazz clubs? Because I see, I know I saw a wonderful picture with you and uh, uh, what's the sister name? Um, Asperanza Spalding and all that. How much work do you do or do you do any adult shows as well and do you combine the the two together? Yep, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I I have uh, three CDs uh, that I put out for adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, first with a project I have with, with Malian musicians from West Africa, uh, and then a quartet I have with uh, Nashit Waits, Ben Allison, Lina Lueke, mm-hmm. and then the third one was a homage to uh, to Benny Goodman. Mm. Um, yeah. So I do I tour regularly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the world, performing for adults as well. And um, in fact, I'll be probably in the spring. I'll be back in D.C. Uh, at playing at Strathmore. Oh, yes. Um, okay. For adults uh, with my Reimagined Benny Goodman project. Oh, wow. Okay. So, well, when you do come to town, just make sure you let, let us know. Um, I would love to come and support it and uh, maybe even, you know, have you come back on the air with us. Um, and I noticed that your credits your credits also include that you won an independent music award for Wake Up Clarinet uh, for the best mm-hmm. children's album. Um, yeah. Independent Music Award uh, for Kalinio's uh, Best World Music Album, and I don't know if that's the, is that the same one that you won the Grammy. No, uh, no, that Kalinio was the project with West African. Music. Oh, that's okay. West African music, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and of course, uh, let me see. Uh, Down uh, Downbeat Magazine uh, Critics Poll uh, named you the number one rising star uh, clarinetist. So you have a, a huge, huge, huge. Um, you know, resume, and I just thank you for even considering children's music. Uh, we got just a couple of minutes. Give your contact information again on how people can reach you and where they can go to purchase your music. Sure. Uh, so my name is Oran Etkin. So there's, they can go to oranetkin.com, O-R-A-N-E-T-K-I-N.com, and also Oran Etkin on Facebook. There's an artist page, mm-hmm. or Oran Etkin on Instagram. And then the, the name of the educational program is Timbalulu, T-I-M-B-A-L-O-O-L-O-O. And there's a Facebook page and an Instagram and a website, Timbalulu.com as well. Okay. Well, Oran, I really want to congratulate you for your excellent work. I mean, I've, I love the CD. I wish I could catch up with you this weekend. I won't be in town, but uh, hopefully next time you in, like I mentioned, we can ca- connect, break bread together, but also come and support your show over at the Strathmore. I love that. I love that. And, and so much respect for all you're doing both in, on the show and also with your own music. It's it's really inspiring to see. Well, thank you very much. And um, and again, you've been listening to Oran Ecton, um, a wonderful saxophonist and clarinetist. Uh, he has a wonderful CD um, that you, uh, part of the Timbalulu um, uh, project, Finding Friends Far From Home, A Journey with Clarinet. Uh well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to transition to my other guest that's in, in studio. Um, we have Nikki and Dwight Howard uh, have two different projects, but they all one and the same. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, children's books and cheesecake. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 1450 WOL. Welcome back to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM. And that was a wonderful um, interview. I want to thank uh, Oren Ecton for uh, sharing with us his information. And if you want to 
if you didn't get all his information, you can go to the Uncle Devin Show uh, Facebook page, and we'll have all that information posted. Um, and you can also, if any of you all have any questions, you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876, or you can, uh, uh, you can send me a tweet at uh, Uncle Devin, or go to the Uncle Devin Facebook page, Uncle Devin Show pa- Facebook page. I am absolutely honored to have my next guests here uh, to... Um, share the wonderful work that they're doing now let me say that i had a uh, i need to give a shout out to um uh, al garner who made the connection to me some time ago and told me to reach out um to this couple uh and when i did that um i first spoke with uh dwight now dwight has a wonderful book dwight howard is a i mean as you will hear in just a minute is just an inspiring artist um filmmaker uh, uh we're going to claim all of that right now um, and he has a book called the adventures of titus and cyrus ask me about rhinoplasty um it's written by dwight uh, howard and illustrated by cameron wilson uh and in addition to that when we were uh, discussing his wife is nikki uh, Thompson, uh, Thomas, uh, Thom- Thompson, Howard. Thompson, Howard. Thompson, Howard. Yeah. Nikki Thompson, Howard. And she is one half of the furlough cheesecake. Uh, for those who may know that wonderful story, uh, that, and in fact, I'm gonna have her tell the story and how that happened in just a minute. But first of all, welcome both of you all to the uncle Devin show. Well, thank thank you. you. Appreciate you having us. Oh man, it is an honor. And I'm glad Dwight, we finally got a chance. We've been talking about <clears throat> doing this for some time. Sure and uh, so thank you for your patience. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm gonna start with you. One that, you know, being at the show st- still centers around children, but children love cheesecake too. So we want to, <laughs> especially the child in me, um, talk a little bit about your book, uh, the adventures of Titus and Cyrus. Ask me about rhinoplasty. What is the book about and what made you, uh, and, and when did you write it? Well, uh, Titus and Cyrus, the adventures of Titus and Cyrus started long ago. We were uh, riding in the car one day and I actually gave the, the, uh, the concept of the book to my children and I asked my children to write it mm. and my okay. children never wrote it. So like some one and a half, almost two years later, mm-hmm. I just decided to write it myself. Okay. And okay. And make sure you move up a little bit closer to the okay. mic when we talk. Right. Um, and, and also, so with this book, and I remember when we talked about it, you had indicated that this also was inspired by one of the verses of the Bible. Is that correct? Right, 23rd Psalms. Okay, 23. So, so what's the book about? Uh, the book is about, uh, it's about an elephant who is uh, influenced by uh, the world, influenced by seeing other animals get accepted mm-hmm. uh, because of their looks. Mm-hmm. You know how, how revered an elephant is. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most powerful uh, animals on the on the earth on the planet mm-hmm. and he notices that lions tigers bears monkeys and all the other kind of animals are being accepted as pets mm-hmm. and uh, he's not satisfied with his looks hmm. um, and he makes an appointment to go see a plastic surgeon mm-hmm. and uh, his best friend who happens to be a rhinoceros uh, goes along with him to the uh, to go see the the plastic surgeon oh. and he finally tells the tells his uh, rhinoceros friend that I'm not satisfied with my looks. Wow. Yeah, he tells him I'm not satisfied with my looks. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he tries to talk him out of it. But during the trek, mm-hmm. uh, they face a lot of adversity, mm-hmm. um, just a lot of a lot of things and a lot of uh, adventures. The whole entire adventure mm-hmm. really shows him why God made him who he is and how he is. You know, and I remember, like on page 18, I saw there was a. Uh, where you talked about the Psalms 
23rd song. You said, um, Cyrus, you know, we've already discussed this. It's not my size and my strength that makes me not afraid of uh, Pounce. Uh, Who was Pounce in the book? Pounce uh, was the bully. There's a bully Uh, message in it as well. Yes. Uh, Pounce is a bully who uh, the rhinoceros is actually afraid of. Okay. The shortcut to the doctor's office is through the jungle. Of course. Uh, Yes. And the rhinoceros who is... um, Cyrus, he hates walking because he hates he, he doesn't want to confront that bully every day. Right. And then you connected that to Psalms 20. I connected 23rd. that to the 23rd Psalms. 23rd Psalms, yeah. um, Right, right. Cyrus, uh, Titus thinks that uh, he thinks because uh, mm-hmm. Titus is so mighty mm-hmm. that he's not afraid of pounds. And he tells him, I'm not afraid of him because God tells me that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be afraid of that. I don't have the spirit of fear. Okay. And you know, there's no need to be, you know, be afraid of. And I commend you because I, you know, I have a lot of children's artists on Mm -hmm. and many may have um, some very important messages, but this is one of the first ones that I saw that actually used uh, a reference straight from the, I mean, a a text from the Bible um, for that. So I commend you for that. that. And and you being who you are and not trying to be anybody else. So I appreciate that. And um, so that's good. So where can people purchase your book? Uh, www.titus.com. Titus and Cyrus. Titus and Cyrus.com. Okay. And spell that uh, slowly so that everybody can um, know how to reach you. www.titus and uh, com. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring your wife in and we're going to continue to talk back and forth and we're going to make these connections. Okay. Um, And and Nikki, I want to thank you for being here. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show and talk a little bit about the the, um, amazing journey of furlough cheesecake. Oh, actually, before I do that, let me just say this. We have a connection. Okay. My mother told me to make sure I tell you this. Um, I was, my home church that I grew up in, it's Conti Amy Zion Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mother was telling me, uh, while I'm not there now, but my mother was telling me that I think you all have some history. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about that. So um, Conti is near and dear to our hearts Mm -hmm. because Pastor Mark Mm -hmm. actually invited us into the church when we first started our business. Uh He's such a wonderful person. He continues to pray for us. He reaches Mm -hmm. out all the time. But when we needed a space and a place to cook Mm -hmm. and to bake, Uh Conti opened their doors (laughs) wide open. See, Mark liked to eat. See, I I grew (laughs) up with Mark. Mark and I literally, we're two years young. I'm two years older, but we grew Uh up side by side. Our houses, parents still live there together. Uh So uh-huh. we played football and all that, but we we all we both like to eat. So. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. okay, that's great. <laughs> so talk a little bit about your journey, and you know, you were on the Ellen Show. When was that? Like uh, that was in January. In January. Mm-hmm. Now, how did that happen? So um, the business actually started right during the furlough. There were 800,000 plus federal employees who mm-hmm. were affected. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister and I found ourselves in the midst of all of that. Okay. And so, um, you know, the furlough started on December 22nd, mm-hmm. right before Christmas. Mm, that's and, right. Yeah. So we're looking around at, at each other, our families, mm-hmm. and we're saying, well, we're not going to change a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, our children shouldn't have to suffer. Our right. holidays shouldn't have to suffer. So we went on through the holidays and... Um, um, we, uh, I just made a cheesecake for church. Okay. And in doing so, it, you know, my mother and sister tasted it. I, my poor family, my husband, <laughs> I'm home cooking and baking and they always taste, I, I'm telling you, they eat it all. That's a good thing. They eat it all. So, um, we went to church and, um, you know, the, the church, 
I donated it, and it wasn't really eaten because there was so much food okay. there. So mm-hmm. my sister um, was able to take a whole cheesecake home and threw her and my mom the next day eating. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, generically speaking, girl, you should mm-hmm. sell it. Mm-hmm. And literally bells went off, mm-hmm. and we decided to go for it. Wow. So um, in the midst of a struggle, mm-hmm. God birthed this business. Okay. And my children okay. jumped right in, right? Absolutely. Our, our children are wonderful. Okay. How, how many children y'all have? Four. Four. Okay. Two okay. girls, two boys. Okay. Two and two. All right. Uh-huh. Them the ones that didn't write the book, though, right? <laughs> they didn't write the book, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> all right, children. Listen to your parents. <laughs> and so how did Ellen come about? How did she even hear about this? My girls. So, mm-hmm. um... You know, we were busy trying to get the business going, and my daughter decided she was going to send a message Mm -hmm. um, to the show. Mm -hmm. And within, it was less than an hour, like within 15 minutes or so, the producers contacted her. And so they surprised me. I didn't know they were doing it. And, you know, we were busy cooking. And so Mm -hmm. when they called... my girls kind of set me up a little bit. We were over at my sister's house, mm-hmm. and they said, Ma, you should answer your phone. Okay. And then all we hear is, um, this is the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh-huh. and we just lost it. Wow. Mm-hmm. So when, we, when the, you, you and your sister, I saw the uh, the episode, and you all were, where were you all at when you actually was talking live on the show? My sister's house. Yeah, the sister's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have any idea of what was about to happen? No. Tell, talk to the audience and tell, say what happened and your expression on that. They got us good. So there's a whole <laughs> process uh-huh. um and um not to give away any secrets mm-hmm. but you know they there's they ha- we spoke to several different people mm-hmm. and so that was another conversation mm-hmm. that we thought was going to happen we had no idea mm-hmm. that it was going to be ellen there speaking with us okay and so we were being silly being sisters <laughs> and um they caught us all the way off guard so it was it was funny <laughs> And because of that, the popularity, I mean, I believe Ellen through, was it the Toys R? No, what company? Cheerios. Cheerios. Cheerios, Cheerios um, gifted you all. $20,000. $20,000. And that wow. was, again, right in the midst. People, It's funny because people say, oh, you got $20,000. Remember, we were furloughed, so bills yes. were yes. stacking. Exactly. And so it was such a blessing that we were able to pay our daughter's tuition. Mm-hmm. It was a blessing that, you know, we were able to sow into our business. Um, but, yes, with Allen and Cheerios, they sowed a seed, and we were able to continue to grow. So what happened after that? So I I know because Ellen is who she is and that show is very popular, mm-hmm. orders started coming in. Listen, <laughs> so be careful what you pray for <laughs> sometimes right. because um, the girls, it was funny. We were on the show, and so I set my phone up to get notifications every time an order comes in. Mm-hmm. And so it would just ding. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were on CNN um, earlier that week. Okay. And so we got, you know, ding. Ding. Mm-hmm. But with Ellen, it was just, wow. I mean, it just literally. And the girl said, Mom, your phone, it's uh-huh. going to freeze. And sure enough, my phone went down because it wow. couldn't handle all the orders. Who's the most famous person that has reached out to you all? Oh, help us, Lord. You can say the names. I don't know. Okay, so. I, I think I might look at things a little bit differently when okay. it comes to fame. Okay, exactly. So, um, 
And I appreciate that because we all, at the end of the day, we all human beings. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate every single person who exactly. loves a cheesecake. But when I look at that elderly person yes. versus someone who has all this money, that's and, right. you know, I, I tend that's to right. appreciate the ones from their heart who, mm-hmm. you know, we had people who would just donate a dollar. Yeah, exactly. And that to me was so That's precious right. versus, you That's know, a million dollars right, right there. It really is. Right, it right. Is. right. But we did have Mahisha Dillinger who mm-hmm. owns the Curls Hair mm-hmm. Care Products, and she has a show on OWN. Yes. She flew us into Texas because she wanted to mentor us. Oh, great. And that mentorship how, is huge. That was huge. And yes. that's how we got to Walmart see, through Mahisha. See, some and people talk about that. You don't have to have money. Mm-hmm. If you could just take time to mentor, to, 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 to do all those types of things, it is huge. To anyone, I don't care how old you are. We all need a certain level of mentorship as Absolutely. we go through. Absolutely, and in our community, we have to accept being mentored. Yes, it's a vulnerable thing to tell That's people right. I don't know. That's right. So to be able to receive help and just say I don't have a clue, can right. somebody help me? Well, you know, Dwight and I have both participated in some wonderful workshops done by Dr. Uh, Courtney Davis mm-hmm. about writing children's books, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure Dwight can say the same as I can that. We both walked out of there saying, wow, we got a lot to learn about yeah. writing these children's books and, and just books in general. So we want to thank um, Courtney for mentoring us you know, throughout this particular process. So before I go any further, we're going to take a break in just a moment. I know we still have a little time, but how can people, where can they get your, your cheesecake? Our cheesecake? They can go to our website at um, thefurlowcheesecake.com, mm-hmm. and that's where they can place their orders. Mm-hmm. We're also in some regional Walmarts, and you can get our individual serving size. Mm-hmm. But if you go to our website, it will tell you all of the stores that we're currently, um, you can currently go and purchase our cheesecake. Okay. So how many cheesecakes do you, um, are you all making weekly if you if you can... Okay, so the blessing is we now have inventory. Oh, okay. So yes. um, whereas when like we had uh, those 5,000 yes. orders come in, help us, Lord. <laughs> we were working hard trying to get that together. So uh, we have an inventory, so we're able now to meet the demand. Okay, yes. that's great. That's great. And um, and, and so and also, uh, uh, we're going to take a break in a minute. When we come back, we want to, uh, I believe you brought some samples of this in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I want to get Dwight, maybe you can... Um, Read a little bit of uh, of your book. Well, my wife can read a little bit of my book. <laughs> <laughs> but can, but I, I, I love yeah, the I book. Again, the book is The Adventures of <clears throat> Titus and Cyrus. Ask me about rhinoplasty. Absolutely, but yeah. but what I love about both of you all is that both of you all have dreams. Oh, yeah. And you all have taken that taken control of your dream and making it into a reality. Absolutely. This book is a reality. The cheesecake is a reality. And, mm-hmm. and for anyone listening out there, if you have an idea, you have... Um, something that you really want to put forward, don't keep it just to yourself. You don't know who um, may be, you may may bless with it, but also who else uh, may be interested in helping you um, with that cause. So um, if you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. That's uh, 1-800-450-7876. We're going to take a break in just a moment. And when we come back, we're going to sample some of this wonderful cheesecake, and uh, we're going <laughs> to look at it. Alonzo, no, no, Alonzo, you can't get in here. My engineer wants something now. Oh, that's right. I got you. Yeah, we, we, No, we can't sample in the, in the studio. That's what you want to make sure I, I wear. But I'll show you right. the actual cheesecake. Well, I may run out in the hallway, eat a piece, and come back in and show you what it's like. I don't know if I can wait. You're listening to Uncle Devin's show on WOL 1450 AM, uh, where information is power. Don't you go anywhere. 
And we're back. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show here in the Silver Spring, Maryland studios. Um, and my guests in studio right now are uh, Nikki Thompson and Dwight Howard. Uh, both of them are, are entrepreneurs in their own right. But it's a, it, you know, I want to ask you about that. Um, being able to support each other's dreams like this. How is talk a little bit about that experience? Well, I really was never a nine to, nine to five person. Okay, I've always dreamt of having my own business. I've always uh, had these dreams of just doing my own thing and not answering to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my wife stepped into it, and man, this this really really took off. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the furlough actually started, my plan was to launch these books and you know yeah. get my family out of the situation. Right, and uh, you know my wife did the man, good gracious God, just mm-hmm. man, just opened up all the doors and mm-hmm. you know yeah, so. Uh, being an entrepreneur, is, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, okay. it's a lot of work. Oh yeah, um, nobody to blame but yourself when things don't, you know, <laughs> goes according. But that's right. It's it's really worth it. And he's it's a really genius. Oh, so okay. his mind, he's always had this mind to create. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we always go to him and say, "Hey, we need a name for such and such." Right. right? And he always uses those five dollar words. Yes. And so you know, I my vocabulary isn't quite as extensive <laughs> as this brother here. So right. he just has this creative mind. Right. I and I'm it. glad he's now, you know, launched mm-hmm. because he's had so much in there for such a long time. And speaking of such, so you are working on the screenplay. Um, you're working on another children's book. Talk a little bit about your upcoming um, ventures. Uh, I have so many irons in the fire right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting another uh, children's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Unorthodox is the Fox. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a uh, love trauma novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, striking matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, really that's, good. That's striking good. matches. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you what you have there? That's a, that's a short. I'm actually uh, uh, looking for angel investors who are willing to mm-hmm. uh, help me get this to the screen. Uh, it's a short uh, called Earn. It's a very, very, very good, very deep, uh, very heartfelt mm-hmm. uh, short uh, that we're trying to enter into some of the uh, local film festivals. Okay. okay. Uh, I had an award-winning uh, uh, producer actually look at it and he's willing to shoot it mm-hmm. and he said it's award winning oh, wow. so we're really, we, we, we really trying to okay. push this right now and get this out there oh man well I wish you all the best yeah, I appreciate that, that. Uh, where are you all from are you originally from this area born and raised okay what yeah. uh, DC area okay yeah. and I, I grew up in Prince George's County alright okay mm-hmm. same here All right. Mm-hmm. you you, you, you told me in DC yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. right yeah you grew up in DC right, right. well that, that's that, that's what makes this even more special because right. um, for me at least because I love to see um, you know, anyone make it, but definitely those that I knew right. had a similar backgrounds, Absolutely. you know, yeah. is is wonderful. Absolutely. So, and let me also, before I forget, I want to give a shout out to my uh, in-laws. Um, happy anniversary to uh, Al and Geneva Jenkins. Uh, wishing you all many, many more. And Al, uh, happy belated birthday. Didn't give you a call uh, this weekend, but I just want to give you a, uh, say a happy birthday. So now with your, with your screenplays, now have you always been in, into arts and uh, I have. okay like like growing up what was what, what did growing you growing up um no i was all over the place growing up okay but okay yeah just uh so when did you really start to take you know writing and took serious? it serious we moved to uh, arizona mm-hmm. uh i struggled with going into um what was it um well i wanted to be a pilot okay okay so it was either pilot school uh-huh um sports medicine or uh television and film and i went to uh television and film Academy in uh, 
in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, okay. That's where I, oh, I didn't really, know that. really started taking it serious. Oh, okay. No, I, I never knew that. I knew we talked, but I didn't know you. Um, yeah. You, also you, took a screenwriting course under uh, Holly Garima. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, mm-hmm. great. So, now, um, and that's that little fire as well. So, okay, yeah. wow, that's great. And so, um, was it difficult writing your first book? It wasn't difficult. Advice from my wife was because I kept trying to dumb it down. I was dumbing the mm-hmm. book down, mm-hmm. and she kept saying, "Don't dumb it down because children are smarter than we think they are." That's right. And uh, not so. It, it wasn't really that difficult. Yeah. Um, once I really wrote it and stopped trying to dumb it down and think like a two year old. Well, I've always said, um, you know, with that as well, with my children's music, we, you know, children listen to music. Right. You know, know, the question is, we just make it age appropriate. Right. Certain language we don't put in there that we know that's for adults, but no, children are very Mm -hmm. sophisticated. They are, you know, uh, spiritual angels coming, you know, in in little form. So, um, okay, well, that's great. So, so talk to me, what, what flavors do you have in the cheesecake now? So we have two flavors that we have all of the time. So okay. we have our original and then our sweet potato mm. cheesecake. Mm. All right, Mama. You, I don't, <laughs> Ma, have you had that? Because my mother loves sweet potatoes. So. She, oh, yes. So she yeah. got to get some sweet potato cheesecake. Okay. And then for our pop-ups, we have a lot of fun ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have banana pudding cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Peach cobbler cheesecake. Mm-hmm. We have a um, chocolate caramel crunch. Mm-hmm. We have um, caramel apple. Then we do our strawberry drizzles and peach mango. And we have a key lime. Mm-hmm. So for our pop-ups, we do fun things. We're also going to start doing some flash sales for mm-hmm. the holidays. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for Christmas time, I'm going to have an eggnog cheesecake. Ooh. Eggnog cheesecake. Yes. Alonzo just shaking his head in there like, oh, no. Oh, yes. my goodness. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, I guess that's just part of your creative. You know, as a musician, I just create things. So where do these ideas come from? Just I think I, I really don't know. They just yeah. kind of come. Okay. Yeah. So, so we've always been kind of a creative family. Our girls sing. Okay. You know, um, my sister sings. I sing. You know, She's we, we have these. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when we did the play, we did a play and we were all acting. So yeah. we just have this creative kind of spirit. So right. cooking and baking mm-hmm. just kind of comes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the other thing I like is that it seemed like you all were already grounded. So whatever success came your way, it wasn't going to be uh, where you take advantage of it for the negative, but only for the positive. Right. So yeah. Right. And, um, and, and talk about that, even the exposure that this gave you, how you also had to you know, be on guard for those that were coming to take advantage of you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, um, you know, we were prepared. Yes. We didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But from the way we were raised, and when mm-hmm. I say we, I'm talking about my husband and myself, mm-hmm. and then the way we raised our children, mm-hmm. and now raising our grandchildren, mm-hmm. we're the proud grandparents oh, of yeah. three little boys. Oh, <laughs> congratulations, yes. That's the dedication so, in front of the book. That's yeah, right, the, okay. It's dedicated to, yeah. to our little boys. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So, um, you know, thank God we had a little bit of home training, as my grandmama would say, <laughs> and uh, favor and uh-huh. discernment. So okay. you you can see yeah. it coming. Okay. And I am very skeptical yeah. anyway. Okay. Yes. So it's yes. not too much. Somebody can tell me if I can't yeah. verify it. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And you have to do your your research and your and your homework. Um, That's right. You know, don't just fall for anything that comes you know comes your way because right. you really have to. You know, it's, it's up to you. You you're responsible for you. Absolutely. And. Um, Absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, very important. Now, is there a part of the book you wanted to read a little bit of? Uh, my wife. Uh, oh, got okay, that's right. <laughs> I have such, I mean, this book is genius to me uh-huh. because as 
you know, the main character is dealing with a um, complex Mm -hmm. and the adventures that he and his best friend go on, he has showed that even in those idiosyncrasies, those spaces that he doesn't like, Mm -hmm. it's on purpose. It's for a purpose. Right. And so when he, you know, I'm looking like, oh, I want to read this. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. I want to read that. (laughs) But there is a there's a place. This is one of the adventures. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm starting, I guess, on page 23. Mm hmm. Titus is um, the elephant, Mm -hmm. and Cyrus is his best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, So while Titus is walking back to meet Cyrus, a loud screech is heard in the far-off distance. Before Titus could even react, Cyrus passes him like a speeding train. Let's go, Titus. Someone is yelling for help. Titus turns to follow Cyrus. I'm right behind you, Cyrus. Whoa, wait for me. The two friends take off. They can hear the voices getting louder as they run. They arrive on the scene to find many of their friends standing around a trap of quicksand. Titus sees that his friend, Willie B. the Wilderbeast, is stuck and can't free himself. Titus moves in closer while Cyrus looks for something to help free their friend. Try not to move, Willie B. You'll only sink faster. Cyrus returns to the quicksand. He is breathing heavy and out of breath. He tells Titus, sorry, Titus, I'm just not strong enough to drag a big tree to the sand. The smaller trees are too weak and all the vines are much too small to help. Maybe you should try. There's not enough time to try. Willie B is sinking too fast. And it goes on that Titus then moves in and rescues his friend Willie B. And so he gets all of this confirmation from the other friends Mm -hmm. and Um, He leaves and it still hasn't quite dawned on him Mm -hmm. that his strength and his stature, what he wants Mm -hmm. to get rid of is Mm -hmm. actually what is helping him. And so as he goes through, Mm -hmm. it's it just shows the Mm -hmm. progression and Mm -hmm. how it dawns on him. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is on purpose. I'm this great. And and the way he tells the story is just it's wonderful. You know, well, the way you told that story, you, you all need to you might need to do that and do an audio book on that. That's you have a wonderful actually um, an audio book um, that concept that is coming. Audio okay, book. yeah. Um, uh, Titus and Cyrus is actually it's it's, it's not just a book. It's not a one time book. That's right. It's a movement. Yes. Uh, they're actually songs. I've got songs out. Okay. Um, I'm actually uh, I have Titus and Cyrus to Titus and Cyrus actually being made. Okay. So okay. Doing, wow. Uh, I'm uh, scheduling my first um, book signing mm-hmm. coming soon. Okay. Well, look, we got just about a, about a minute left. Mm-hmm. I want you to give both of y'all's details on how they can reach you to get the book and also how to reach you to get this wonderful cheesecake that I'm about to tear <laughs> up when I get outside. Okay. For uh, Titus and Cyrus, you just go to uh, www.titusandcyrus.com. Okay. Titusandcyrus.com. Okay. How and um, you can go to the furloughcheesecake.com. You can place your orders. You can uh, see what we have going on. And then our socials are the furlough cake, the furlough cheesecake. You can just Google us and you'll find all our information. Well, thank you all for being such a wonderful guest. I wish both of you all much success. Thank you if I can us. ever be of any service, just let me know. I also want to thank uh, Oren Ecton for uh, being a guest earlier and also uh, Alana. Um, I said Alana Glover, but um, I know it's not <laughs> Glover. Uh, but anyway, thank you for being on the show as well. Actually, it is Alana Glover. So you've been listening to the Uncle Devin Show. Tune in every Monday from 12 to 1. And remember, life is a drum, so beat it.